0: Dynamic Diversity Bringing us together like we're supposed to be Dynamic Magazine We're all different, but we can learn from each other Yeah, from each other In Dynamic, Dynamic Magazine Hello, this is Dynamic Diversity Unfiltered, Dynamic Leaders for a Changing World magazine's premier podcast. We bring you the voices of today's renowned societal leaders and average folks talking about what they do, how they got there, and what they're thinking about in the controversial world of diversity, inclusion, and race relations. In this episode,
1: it is most important that you're setting the right example because you never know whose life you're, you could be influencing.
0: We talked with NFL wide receiver number 37 for the Miami Dolphins, DeMar Altman. Long Island native DeMar Altman uses three Fs, faith, father, and family as inspiration on and off the field. According to the Miami Dolphin, his hard work and patience have helped to make his dreams of playing in the NFL come true because great things come to those who wait. He tells Dynamic about his journey to the pros, his love of the game, and the strength he draws from his family.
2: Can you tell us a little bit about your background and upbringing, and how you became interested in football?
1: Okay. Um. Well, at first, my first sport I ever played was soccer. Okay. And I played soccer for a few years growing up, and then I believe my mom didn't want me to play football at first. She was afraid that her baby would get hurt. And it <laughs> okay. was actually my dad who. It was actually my dad who decided to enroll me in football when I was in third grade. Okay. And ever since then, I remember the first time I ever played football, I was actually the left tackle for the wine Dance Jets. And that was my – ever since then, I fell in love with the game.
2: All right, cool. Um, did you have a favorite NFL team growing up?
1: Um, growing up, my favorite NFL team was the New York Giants. I was a big Tiki Barber fan.
2: Okay. Are you from New York? Or... Yes. Okay. Um,
1: yes, I'm from Long Island, New York.
2: Oh, cool um let's
1: see
2: so like you said your mom was afraid of you know her baby getting hurt and everything but would you still encourage Mm -hmm. uh girls and boys to pursue a pro career
1: oh most definitely because i just think about all the connections i've made on my journey to the nfl i've met so many people i've shaken so many hands and it's good to just when you're playing a, a when you're playing a sport It's real cool because you meet so many people from different parts of the country that most people don't get the opportunity to share. And it just, it was so far, just looking back at my journey, I've met so many people and met so many connections that I wouldn't trade it in for anything else.
2: That's really awesome. Um, So, what are some of the attributes that you think are most important in pursuing our pro career?
1: Um, Most, and I I would most definitely say consistency. Um, dedication, consistency, dedication, and you just have to have a natural love for the sport, whatever you're doing. And that's with anything in life. If you love what you're doing, those consistency, dedication, those things really come easy just because you constantly – any anybody, it's easy to do things that you love to do consistently and stay dedicated to it. So if you really kind of find a sport that you really just have a passion for, every, all the pieces tend to fall into place. But I would okay. say consistency, consistency and uh dedication. Most definitely. All
2: right. Do you have like a personal motto that kinda of goes with that or?
1: Um I would say one of my personal models I like to say is great things come to those who wait. Okay. And That's that really uh related to me because I was a very underrated high school athlete. I mean, I remember I didn't play varsity my sophomore year, like most of my friends did, all uh, my friends got moved up to varsity early. Uh, my junior year of high school, I only had one touchdown. So I know in the growing up, I always I always had dreams of being an NFL star, but if I look at the proof at that time, it's like, you know, I'm here. I only have one touchdown. I'm going into my senior year of football, and usually how football works is if after your junior year in high school, the big schools kind of already figure out what guys they going to offer a scholarship to. Okay. So I was kind of, you know, um, under the radar in terms of like the big schools like the USC, the Ohio State, the Syracuse, you know, the, the the schools you see on television. Okay. Yeah. But um, I just I just stayed I just stayed with the sport. I stayed dedicated. I had faith in myself, and I remember we ended up winning the championship my senior year. And at the time we won the championship, I still didn't have a scholarship offer at the time, and then Maine. University who just happened to be in town, he, they watched the game and saw the game on television. Was like, how come this kid doesn't have a scholarship? And they had brought me in on a visit, so it was kind of crazy how everything worked. It was kind of had a little bit of luck on my side.
2: All right, that's pretty cool. So kind of the yes. tortoise and the hair type of thing.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, just to kind of switch years a little bit. Um. The magazine kind of focuses on diversity and opportunities and things like that. So I was wondering Mm -hmm. um, what you thought about Chris Rock's officer's joke about, um, you know, black people in Uh, Mm sports. You said things are changing. We got a black Rocky this year. Some people call it Creed. I call it black Rocky. That's an unbelievable statement because Rocky takes place in a world where white athletes are as good as black yeah. athletes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rocky, you know, I mean, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, so do you think that there's yeah. kind of more opportunity or greater diversity in sports maybe than in other fields?
1: Um, I believe that, like, I think it's actually a blessing because what sports did for American culture, it really kind of brought us together regardless of skin color. And if Mm -hmm. you just look back at the history of sports, and even if you think about during times of segregation, the only time, Mm -hmm. you know, blacks and whites would really get along is if they are cheering for the baseball team, because back then baseball, American pastime. And back mm-hmm. then, when they had the Negro League, and when they finally joined the Negro League with the the actual, you know, Major League Baseball, that was the first time period where kind of like, you know, black people and white people were kind of all on one team, even though outside of the sport, we still had our differences. That all really okay. came together with sports, if you really think about it. So I think that yeah. what sports have done, has done in terms of diversity and bringing people together is absolutely amazing. Because now it just, as time goes on and you see, um, and it also believe that at the time where black people weren't considered as role models, sports and athletics gave black people an opportunity to be role models for some white children. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So I just feel like most definitely um, sports has, I believe, opened the gateway in terms of uh integrating, you know, black people and white people and just really getting to know each other a little better and, you know, seeing where we're, you know, where we're coming from.
2: Yeah. I like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, have you ever encountered discrimination then in your own career? And if so, how did you overcome it?
1: Um, Discrimination. um, I honestly can say I, I don't believe I have. I like that. Because in the world of... Um I I don't know Happened like in the sports world you're talking about?
2: Yeah, in in your career so yeah,
1: sport yes. sports I'm um, yeah, as my as I don't think I've really experienced any kind of like direct racism or prejudice because of my skin color. I don't know. I feel like a, a lot of that has to do with the fact that as an African American the kind of the stereotype is you can run fast, you can jump fast, you can play basketball good, you can play sports good. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of black athletes don't um, don't receive like uh, discrimination just due to the fact that they're just already perceived as being a superior, like a good athlete. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I do. Okay.
1: And then and in the sports world, if you're if you're considered a superior athlete, no one's gonna tr- try to shun you or, you know, say a racist slur or whatnot, just because nine times out of ten, you know, people are usually rooting for you so that, you know, their team can win. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's a great question.
2: Um. All right. So, do you have any personal heroes and why?
1: Um, let me see. Personal heroes, personal heroes. I'll have to say one personal hero might have to be my dad, my father. Um, he was the one that really taught me to never quit. Um, to always keep fighting no matter how hard it may look, may seem. Um, he kinda showed me the ropes and said, you know, you you always told me in this world you can either use your brain or your back. And that's one of the many quotes my dad says that still stuck to me to this day. But overall I, I most definitely have to say my father. He's really motivated me just to work hard and just showed me that working hard will get you further than, you know, talent will take you.
2: Okay. Um, so, you haven't faced any, like, racial prejudice or anything, but have you ever been told other stuff, like, you're too big, too small, too weak, too this, too that?
1: Oh, yes, most definitely, most definitely. (laughs) I've been told I was too, I've been told I was too short. I've been told I wasn't tough enough. I've been told that, you know, um... Mostly the, the the too short one definitely got to me just because I just wanted to be six foot so bad, but I ended up being 5'10". <laughs> and I just remember going up and people were saying, I don't know if you'd be able to play. Football players are big and tough. I don't know if you'd be able to handle that. Or even like in high school where some of my coaches didn't think I was tough enough or good enough to play at the varsity level, you know, it just sometimes when people just tell you you can't, that just, for some people that'll break you, for others they just use that as fuel. And that's what I did.
2: Okay. I like that. Um, so do you have any personal or professional moments that you are especially proud of?
1: Actually, hmm. um, I would definitely say my winning the championship at Maine University, bringing them their first outright uh, conference championship they've had in like close to 10 years. That was a great feeling, winning that with the guys and just thinking back at all the time we put in the summer together and to see it finally all come together as a unit and and just get it done. That's why I, I love the sport of football in general because it's a it's a true team sport. No one person can really say like I did it in the game of football. There has to okay. be at least at least you know four or five superstars on your team and for you to be considered a championship team.
2: How how important is it to you to give back? Are you involved in any charities or um, efforts to help communities and stuff like that?
1: Um. right now, I'm not involved in any charities, but I did a few weeks ago, I did organize a Flint water drive, and that was just a water drive, tried to get it out there to the community that just wanted to donate any kind of water to the Flint, Michigan, because I'm pretty sure you know what's going on out there. The water oh, yeah. is really, like, contaminated there. So we donated over, like, 60 cases of water, even though it's really not the most water in the world. but. It was a thought that we me and my friends we came together and decided to help you know someone else out, so that was really my last event I was really doing
2: okay um, so how do you spend your time like off the field
1: um and off the field i would know? i'm i i'm I'm the most definitely a, still a child at heart. I play video games <laughs> uh, so you can catch me probably um eating some candy, uh <laughs> playing some video <laughs> games or just on social media all day. <laughs> okay. But on um, occasion I do like going to the beach and relaxing. Um I my FaceTime I'm 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 a big FaceTimer. Like it's weird with me. Like hey I either text you or I FaceTime you. i really not okay. I really don't call anymore so if you catch me I'm probably <laughs> FaceTime my little sister. Me and her are close.
2: Okay. Oh, Um, So is family, like,
1: important to you, son? Oh, most definitely. I don't know where I would be without my family. A part of me, a part of what motivates me to work and get up every day is because I do it for my family because a lot of people, when they get older in life, they tend to forget about the ones rooting for them the most, and that's their parents, you know? Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, like, you, you might not see, especially as a professional athlete, you get sometimes so caught up in the fans and this, that, and the third and doing this for yourself and the money. But you got to realize your parents are living through you. And yeah. I kind of realize that and I understand how bad my parents want to see me succeed. This is how bad I want to succeed. And they're kind of like living this life through me, so I'm going to make sure I'm giving it, you know, my all cause, just because so I know it will make them happy.
2: So what are your plans for after
1: football? Hmm, that is a great question. I would love to be. Um, I would love to coach. I believe I would mm-hmm. like to be maybe a college football coach. Maybe go back to the University of Maine, help out that program, or be a, some kind of sports announcer. Okay. But ideally, I would like to be some a college football coach in this back because once again, I love the, the game of football. So it just I feel like it's just best for me to stay in that role.
2: Okay. And then. Um... All right. So this is my last question for you. Is it every mm-hmm. professional athletes and major league associations' moral obligation to act as a leader for equality and racial acceptance?
1: Well, I, I most, of, I, I would agree. I would believe so. Just because, I mean, whether especially as an athlete, whether you like it or not, you are a role model. And what the NFL portrays, the NBA portrays, the MLB portrays. Holds way more value than what, believe it or not, I believe what the president would say in a press conference because people aren't watching that. The youth isn't watching the, um, you know, they're they they aren't watching Fox News and watching the debates on TV. They are watching Sports Center, you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah. I would most believe that almost the sports world has a very good, um, has a whole lot of control in terms of this being a good role model and just. This is setting the right example since you have so many viewers and so many eyes are on your sport it is most important that you're setting the right example because you never know whose life you're, you could be influencing
0: okay alright All right. thank you thank you for listening and remember you can talk about making a difference you can take action to make a difference or you can join Dynamic do doing both until next time stay blessed and be inspired Dynamic diversity Bringing us
2: together like we're supposed to be